Hey, it's Matt, and I'm back from vacation feeling rested. I really hope you enjoyed the last episode hosted by Stuart. It's a fantastic episode. He's a great producer, and we're lucky to have him here on the team. If you haven't listened to that episode about putting out a narrated podcast, definitely check that out. If you want to add that to your cache of podcast episode types, maybe you've never even thought about doing a narrated podcast before, I would definitely check that out because he breaks it down very easily with a pretty easy approach to creating that kind of content if you've never thought about doing it before. But what I want to talk about today is one of the hottest questions that I get, and we've probably talked about it before here in a much more tactful way of growing an audience. How do I grow my audience? Why isn't my podcast growing as much as I had hoped or maybe see other podcasters growing? And Podcast Movement 2021, which was the first large in-person event uh, in our industry, has wrapped up. And the keynote speaker, Tom Webster, he is senior VP over at Edison Research. And he talked a lot about how to get found and how to just grow your audience uh, in general. And I'll have this link in the show notes so you can read review. And I believe they're actually going to publish the keynote on YouTube in uh, a public capacity fairly soon. Uh, We'll try to get that through our newsletter as soon as we see it. Uh, But we talked about all this technology all the time. We talked about tactics and strategies, all these things that you should be doing to create great content and sharing it on social. But largely what we forget is that one of the best ways to grow a podcast and one of the most effective ways, though never one that is talked about most often because it's a no-brainer, but it's also a lot of work. It's the word of mouth, growing your podcast through word of mouth. We're not giving our audience the incentive or the encouragement or the ability to share our show through word of mouth. And, um, you know, that was a big takeaway, (laughs) which is hilarious, right? I'm just, I'm laughing because it's 2021 and we're talking about podcasting and it's a billion dollar industry and there's 4 million plus podcasts and the best way to grow your show is word of mouth. But look, this is what it takes. It takes many things to grow a successful podcast. It's not just one thing, but an overarching reach of many things. But word of mouth, by far, can be one of the most effective. Let me just pull a quote here. Well, first, let me just cite some of the research that Tom Webster's company did, again, Edison Research. Half of surveyed folks in this recent survey that they put out, conducted by Edison Research, of course, half said that they discovered podcasts on YouTube, followed by 30% found them on Google. Uh, Only a small number said they would hunt for a podcast app directly or hunt in a podcast app directly for your podcast episodes. Edison said 4% said Spotify and 2% picked Apple podcasts. So let's just put the YouTube and Google aside, which is, you know, you're talking about 80% of podcast discoverability coming from a Google property, right? 50% YouTube, 30% Google. It's almost like geez, they just they just dominate everything as much as they don't put into podcasting. 80% of people are finding podcasts through their platform. 4% Spotify, 2% Apple Podcasts. And what do most of us podcast creators say, myself included, I'm guilty as charged. I still do it because it's such muscle memory over the last 10, 15 years. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. 
Why? <laughs> Why do we continue to even give that sort of air quotes love to Apple and Apple Podcasts? I, you know, since their launch, has it even launched yet? I don't know. There's the new version of Podcast Connect over at Apple. I mean, here at Castos, we do nothing but field the support questions of of our customer shows randomly disappearing. Some days you can import a show, some days you can't. Some days your whole podcast disappears and in 24 hours it's back. Sometimes you can't submit a show for a week, two weeks. It's so random, so buggy, and so inconsistent, yet it's just the nature of it. We continue to invest in them for whatever reason because it's Apple, question mark. We have to move on from that. If you follow the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash castos, I put out a video recently talking about the Podcast 2.0 movement and how Podcast Index, which is an alternative and larger alternative than Apple Podcasts, though not as ubiquitous, uh, being shared around because it is an independent tool and it's not like it comes with a native app like uh, iOS does with Apple Podcasts. So there are alternatives out there. And I think when it comes to word of mouth, what we should also be doing is looking at our, uh, as podcast creators, luck surface area. This is uh, something that I've heard about in the startup world a lot, and maybe you've heard of this too, and essentially what it boils down to, or at least what it boils down to in my mind is, the more stuff you do, the better chance you are at getting lucky, right? And that's one of the things about podcasting, which I find so tremendous, is that the more podcasting you do, like everyone says, hey, I want to I monetize my show. I want to make ad revenue. Well, guess what? Sometimes the best payout of a podcast episode is an opportunity it provides you to meet someone else that you would have never met before, whether that's a celebrity, a politician, a f- you know, somebody that you've, a fan favorite of yours, whatever. Like being able to open up doors and access and opportunity and partnerships and collaborations. That's the unsung hero of podcasting, which is so hard to measure because it is, it's not measurable. It's very hard to say that you just start a podcast and opportunities will arise. They will when, I don't know, what's the scale of that opportunity? Hard to tell, but it does happen. I mean, ask any podcaster who's been doing it now for five plus years minimum, and they'll tell you that there's been opportunities across their desk. And sometimes opportunities keep coming that they, they just have to say no to. But that's not the point. The point is the luck surface area. Let's keep doing things to help grow our show. Word of mouth being one of them. Looking at these places like Podcast Index, leveraging all that you can from that directory. Looking at places like Podchaser, which is um, sort of a social network. I've reviewed this again on the, on the youtube.com slash Castos channel. Looking at Podchaser and seeing what you can do with their tools and their social profiles and comments and reviews and things like that. I, you know, for my own personal podcast, I've been saying for to folks to go to Podchaser and just try something new, right? Because Apple's not doing anything for me. <laughs> Apple's not doing any, anything. It's not lifting me up in any way. And as you can see, 2% of at least this Edison research paper found shows on Apple Podcasts. I don't even use the Apple Podcast app. And whenever I talk to somebody who's like, hey, I want to enjoy some podcasts too, what do I do? I always say, try Pocket Cast, uh, an app on iOS, and use that as your podcast player because it's more features. It's a better experience, a better podcasting experience, get more features, and 
I'm not telling anybody to use the native apps. <laughs> so, you know, why do we continue to push that? So let's increase our Lux surface area by leveraging as much as possible out on the web. And let's give our listeners a reason to share our shows. Okay. What you have to really think about is, aside from rethinking your call to action, is you must ask. You must ask people to share the show. And you must ask them to really think critically about why somebody else should be listening to this podcast. Because you can't just blanket statement and say, hey, just share the show. We'd love it if you share the show. Again, guilty as charged. But what we want to do is share the show if you're a podcast. Like, share this show if you know other podcasters who are just starting out and they're looking for podcasting advice from a great team here at Castos, right? So podcast technology experts, podcast production experts, marketing folks, and other Castos customers. You want to hear stories, you want to hear lessons from inside podcasters, then you share the audience podcast. And that's who you should share it to. And that's why you should share it. You got to do the same thing, right? You want to give your call to action a chance. It can't just be subscribe. It's got to be share it and to whom and why. Give them that reason to share it. You have to give them a reason to share it. Give them some incentive to share it, right? Come up with something fun and exciting. You know, the first, whatever, 10 shares I see on Twitter will give away a, whatever, half hour consultation session with random person that I pick, or maybe there's an actual giveaway thing that you can do. And eh, that could get a little gray area, but it is giving them some incentive to raise them up as well. And really what this is all also getting to is the initial building blocks of a community, right? Building a community around your podcast is oh so essential. Everyone says it. Everyone should do it. And building a community is also difficult, right? It's a very time-consuming thing. It's a time-consuming thing to keep it alive and well. When you go back to this stat from Edison, about 50% of folks' podcasts being found on YouTube, well, I can tell you it's probably because... Well, number one, it's visual, so it's a little bit more intimate in that connection, right? Audio is very intimate, I think, is it's, you know, you're one-on-one with a person in their earbuds, and generally you have their full attention. Same thing with YouTube, but it's visual, depending on what you're doing, it's a little bit more engaging. But the underlining thing there is they have comments. Comments are very powerful, and that can really cultivate community. So building that community through engagement, through an email list, is very powerful, And I highly recommend that because when you want to create instant action, you want somebody to do something without you having to publish an episode and without you, you know, being subjected to some kind of Facebook algorithm or Twitter algorithm, you can instantly email people. You can't overdo it. So it's definitely a currency in that, in that regard. You can't just email everybody every single day. I mean, I guess you could, depending on what kind of show you and content you put out. But if you want somebody to take action, you want somebody to have a chance to see it directly, email is the best way to do it. And everyone should be building an email list alongside their show because word of mouth, you're going to target somebody, you're going to send out a specific email, you're going to say, please share this because it's the hundredth episode and I'm having this great guest on, or I've put a lot of effort into this show. I really hope you enjoy it. And you really want to engage people with that. The other thing you want to do is ask for testimonials or your own reviews, right? So instead of, again, pushing people to Apple, it's so hard. I almost feel like this is a therapy session because I still do this just because of muscle memory. As I say, please go leave me a review on Apple or, you know, Podchaser or whatever. And I don't own those reviews. So ask folks to send you an audio review, right? Record themselves 
sending you a message of why they love the show or a video message. And even better, you can repurpose that right into your own episodes and right into, let's say you're doing a YouTube channel or embedding it on your website or whatever. This is a chance to engage your community. And it's also, I mean, it's not directly word of mouth, but it feels word of mouth because other people that they know will see this as you share it on social media, get interested in that website, uh, that podcast that they're talking about. But it it's just provides that social proof that is oh so valuable than just text and four stars and, you know, an Apple podcast app. Very, very powerful. You have to ask for it. You have to, you know, really encourage your listeners to give it to you, but very, very useful in that sense. You know, from a technology side, I know we're talking about word of mouth and don't laugh as I say this, because if one thing uh, the pandemic brought us is the resurgence of QR codes, which quite literally everyone laughed at in the marketing world over the last decade, 15 years or so. <laughs> They're like, you're going to do QR code until QR codes were actually very valuable because you could no longer touch things. So you had to scan it with your camera on your phone and talk about a resurgence of, a, of what was considered an old technology. Now, now people are like, oh, this is useful now. Like, I get it. I don't have to touch anything <laughs> to access this. And if I just flash my camera over it, it enables me to do something. And I'm, I'm throwing, this as an, throwing this in as a bonus and not just as a comedic skit, <laughs> but uh, the folks over at Podcast Podcasting 2.0, they are really looking at QR codes very closely and will be developing uh, a solution that will be part of that Podcast 2.0 and it's not the namespace, but it'll be part of that technology and podcast index will integrate with it. And the idea here is, is well, QR, anybody can make a QR code. If you just search for free QR code creator, you can create a QR code and point it to your website, point it to your podcast. But what they're going to pioneer is this uh, direct link sort of, I don't know, air quotes technology, where when you scan it, it'll go directly into an app that supports it and just instantly subscribe you or at least get you right to your podcast in the person's podcast app. So what it's trying to do is cut out all of those clicks. So I could create a QR code. I could send it to casos.com slash audience. The person would still have to navigate the website and find it and then hit subscribe on whichever platform they wanted to. I guess I could also create individual QR codes to go directly to Apple, Spotify, Google, but then it's like, Imagine QR codes on either a website or in your local area on a literally on a telephone pole. And I'm not joking because I do a local podcast and those types of things would work for my my audience base. You can't have that many QR codes going to all these directions. So podcasting 2.0 is really going to do that and have this universal QR code that would open up in an app. So why not get on that technology now? Again, we're trying to increase that luck surface area. We're trying to increase that word of mouth. And the more you can do, the better. And I guess ultimately what I'm, I hope I am distilling down from today's episode is that we don't have to rely and we shouldn't rely on just Apple or just marketing and pay-per-clicks and advertisements to push our show. And nor should we just create content and just say, well, the content will do its thing. No, you have to encourage people to share it because that'll be the best way you know, to move forward. But let's go back before we finish up this episode. Back to those numbers. 50% YouTube, 
30% Google. And if you're not a Castos customer, and but maybe you're thinking about being a Castos customer, continue to listen here for a second. <laughs> but if you are a Castos customer, let's just let's just look at that for a second. So if half the people are subscribing uh, or finding shows on YouTube, are you republishing your shows to YouTube? Question mark. Are you? Because we have that capability here at Castos. You upload an episode and it automatically shoots it over to YouTube for you, your YouTube channel. So you're killing two birds with one stone in a very, very easy way. And if you don't want to pay for that feature, well, then just upload it yourself and type in the title in the description and, you know, spend that extra 10, 15 minutes every single episode, every single week that you're putting out a show. But do it or add a, a, a different type of video, a teaser video that goes back to your podcast. But certainly don't ignore YouTube. Even just this pull quote from Tom from his keynote, he says, am I telling you that your podcast needs to be on YouTube? I kind of am because it's the universal content search engine. And he's absolutely right. So many people use it. And then that other 30% is Google, people literally searching for your show. So we have the Seriously Simple Podcasting plugin that connects to WordPress. And oh, by the way, WordPress is a fantastic, it's powered 50% of the modern web, fantastic way to create content indexed by Google. You create blog posts and show notes and transcripts for every single episode. That's how people find you on Google. And it's clear as day. 80% of people are finding you through Google search properties, YouTube and Google. And we have the tools for you to do it. And even if you're not hosted here at Casos, or maybe you're a former customer, you've moved on, but you still listen to us, thank you. But create your shows or republish your shows on YouTube or create a unique show that leads back to your podcast and create content that's indexed in Google because that's where people are finding you alongside word of mouth. But like that 4% to Spotify, 2% of Apple, they don't really help us. Why do we continue to push for those big properties when we have our own websites that we can optimize, our own YouTube channels that we can optimize, podcast index, there's tons of other directories, Podchaser, and get involved with these other indexes and these other properties, increase that luck surface area. Let me know what you think. Send us a message. Hello at Casos.com. Casos.com slash audience. Share this with another podcaster that you know that wants to grow their show. Learn a little bit more about podcasting. Okay, we'll see you in the next episode.